Today's episode is brought to you by Ghostbed. A great night's sleep is important for anyone. Comedian or not, Ghostbed makes premium mattresses at an affordable price, all designed for a cooler, more comfortable sleep. Take advantage of free and fast shipping. There are 101 night mattress sleep trial and financing that starts at $35 a month. You heard me, 35 bucks a month. You can get a brand new mattress for as low as 35 bucks a month. Listeners, get 40% off all products site-wide. You can get 40% off mattresses, adjustable base, and bedding and accessories. Or get 50% off when you bundle a mattress with an adjustable base. Use promo code YKWD at ghostbed.com slash YKWD for 40% off site-wide. Limited time only. Let me tell you something. There's two things I love, convenience and food. And I love healthy. Now that I'm in shape, I love healthy, great food. And here it is. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with flavorful, nutritious, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and you eat great and stay on track reaching your goals this summer. Too busy with summer to plan to cook, but you want to make sure you're eating well with Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip chopping, prepping, cleaning, all that crap. It's all gone. Head to factormeals.com slash YKWD50 and use code YKWD50 to get 50% off your first box. Yeah, baby, we're starting the podcast right now. We're back. You know what, dude, live. Welcome, everybody, to the show. YKWD. I started the social media podcast. <laughs> the fact. The YKWD podcast. YKWD's back again. Old school, back in the day, where it all started. Before them all, YKWD. This podcast is so fun and crazy. It has no rules. Shut up. You're ruining this. Where's the bandana, man? Sorry. It's a comedy podcast. This isn't NPR. That's what this podcast does. Is there any better show? This is the original. Original. What's up, everybody? We're back in the studio. YKWD Comedy Cellar Productions above the world-famous Comedy Cellar. Soon to be the Comedy Cellar Podcast Studio. Yes, we are having our own network here at the Comedy Cellar. No more is it Riot Cast. God bless. Laugh button. Goodbye. Love you. Thanks so much. It's finally the Comedy Cellar Podcast Network that we are unveiling. It's not real yet, but so hold the applause. But it might not happen. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> almost maybe the bird. maybe studios. No, I'm very excited to be back in the studios. Uh, I got a great show today. First of all, hit subscribe if you're watching this for free on YouTube. You nickel chaser, it's okay. And uh, make sure you comment, like, and share. And make sure if you're if you want to watch it live, if you want to be in the chat, if you want to be part of the uh, the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Robert Kelly. Go become a member. It's the price of a cup of coffee, and uh, you'll be supporting the show, and uh, and you get to watch it live, and you get a free episode every week, an extra episode that nobody else gets, the YKWD Extra with me and Mush, which is a hell of a lot of fun. That's what I've heard. That's what I've read. 
Uh, I've never read that. Nobody ever said that. <laughs> I think that's what they say. Anyways, uh, and make sure you go to comicwearables.com. Thank you for all. Uh, check out all our sponsors in the show. They help support the show, too. You guys are the best. Uh, we got a great show today. I'm very excited. We came in early to do this one. Thank that, you. That's how I'm, that, I was like, hey, he can only do. Yeah, let's go. Let's rock and roll. Because my the, uh, the, the, the Tizzy 3 and Mush... I'm ready to go and anything like a pit crew of, of autism. The Tizzy Three. Yes. The Tizzy Three great. and Mush. Um anyways, we got a great show. Uh, Max. Yeah. Who's on the show today? We got uh Namesh Patel. Woo! Listen, man, uh, we've known each other for a long I've known you since you were a young buck. Yeah, since uh passed at the cellar. Passed at the cellar. Twenty sixteen. 2016. That's not that long ago. No, I mean, so, but it's uh, the seller accelerates the rate at which you get to know people. The seller accelerates the rate. You great. just sit in front of each other and bullshit, and that's like those are like your funniest moments. Like that's what I want to know. Like I want to know people in those moments. It's like uh, right. when you're funniest, when you're talking about the most random shit that's going on in the world. Like that's when you get to know people. When? Where are you from? Originally? Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. So you started in Jersey. I started at Vinnie Brand's famous stress factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey. We'll beep that up. <laughs> he did. A, it was the bringer mic on a Wednesday night. I brought 20 of my cousins. He went up before me. And Which is not hard for an Indian guy. No. I mean, I brought my entire family. And he just went up and just shat on them right before me for like 20 minutes. He did. <laughs> he just roasted all of them. Wait, the, you guys ending in? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? Oh, God. Get your hearing aid fixed. Yeah, and he did. Uh, the, uh, and then, Nothing I, worse than a fucking. And a guy who does crowd work that can't hear. Where <laughs> are you from? Saying? What? <laughs> oh, God. He, and he, he destroyed. <laughs> and then uh, I think Voss went up. He didn't listen when he had hearing anyways. No, I, I, no. I, don't, I don't think Vinny's heard a word that he <laughs> that he hasn't said. You know, right. it's just everything oh, else. Voss, would, Voss was on that show? Vo, like, oh. you know, Voss went up. I think Bonnie went up. Oh. <laughs> like, it was one of those, but it was. Uh, yeah, all Everybody would be canceled if you had that audio. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, I would be canceled if I had that audio. I made fun of. I I said Hillary would have won the election if she just sucked the dick on television. <laughs> Two thousand nine. Okay, it was okay to make those jokes back then. I think. Yeah, you grandfathered in for a nice. Uh, I'm I'm ready for a, nice a cancellation. Joke. Yeah. Well, you already got canceled. Allegedly. You've been canceled. They tried. You well. Here's the thing with cancellation, mm -hmm. and for people that don't know this, uh, close up on me. Um, I'm just seeing if my producer is actually changing the camera. I believe he just leaves it on a two shot the whole time. Uh, anyways, um, you were uh, doing a college gig, Columbia University. Yes, sir. Uh, which is in Manhattan. Uh, yeah, Harlem. Harlem. Street. That's Manhattan. Yes, sir. Uh, I've done it. I've been there. I've uh, done. I've done that show. You've done the Columbia. You've done I, Columbia University. Hundred percent. But I did it back when you talk about grandfather back in. Uh -huh. I was on the cusp. Uh -huh. I could feel the room being weird yeah with me i could feel it they weren't in power yet no they the the uh the those people weren't in power yet but they were getting a little itchy like you know what i mean what, like when did you do it oh fuck it it was a lot i had hair okay i had hair <laughs> 90s somewhere i used to do, i did manhattan college i would do all the you do i did uh, you know all the colleges in new york uh -huh. fashion institute uh -huh. queens uh i would do the arts college downtown Back in the day, colleges is how we made our money. Yeah. Like when I came to New York, you wanted, you didn't want uh, 
TikTok. You didn't want any none of that shit. You wanted a college agent. Yeah. Because that's how you're going to make thousands and thousands of dollars Man. as a mediocre comic. Yeah. You know what I mean? You weren't headlining yet, but you had to go to the college and do 45 minutes to an hour. That's where we made our bones to become headliners at clubs, uh, at colleges. Yeah. And you could go and say, I mean, dude, it was Animal House. That's because back then colleges were more a bastion of saying whatever the fuck you wanted. It was just uh, they a liberal. I don't know. I remember in when I went, I went to NYU down the street. Yeah. And I remember like, it, it, NYU is the kind of place where like liberals will like fight for your right to say whatever you want, and then the instant you say it, they're like, "Why the fuck did you say that shit?" Right. Like that. Yeah. That's like just the weirdest thing. Now. I mean, every day, like even then, I think. I mean, uh, I don't know if it was like. I don't think so, dude. I don't know. Maybe. But I, I remember doing colleges and saying whatever the fuck you wanted. Yeah. But then I remember the switch. I I only experienced the... I think I did maybe one or two colleges before that. And that dude, was... I did pussy jokes in front of nuns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they just they just faced away from me. They were in the cafeteria with their dumb hats. Which, you did like they, a, uh, one of these Catholic schools in New York? Well, they booked me, and I says in my contract, I can say whatever I want. And I told the lady, I go, listen. I mean, I don't know. She goes, no, they're fine. They're fine. I was like... It's a nun. They pull out their rosary. So we're going to pray for Bob. I saw one of them giggle at one of my pussy jokes. <laughs> I heard a, I heard, I heard that. Oh, God. I, that was the wild shit about Columbia. It was like some of them were laughing. Explain to people what happened because a lot of people might not know. This, this 2018, November, uh, I got hired to do this Asian-American uh, show. And most people don't know from Boston that Asian isn't Chinese people. It's them too. It's the kind you're yeah. picturing and also my kind. Yeah, it's, it's from Asia. <laughs> yes. The continent of Asia. And they are part of that too. We, yeah. I didn't know until I met Russell Peters. I was like, he ain't Asian. He's Indian. That's why he can do what he does. I know, God. Uh, but they invited me to do the show and I was like, I walked in. And the abridged version is, you know, I told a joke that they found homophobic and racist, but like... You know, I don't want to repeat the joke, but it it, it like because I hate it now. Yeah. After doing it so many times, but like. What can I can I can we hear it? It's you uh, said you I I'm pretty sure it's about what was it about? It was I said you that said that women no one women, no one no one would choose to be gay if uh they were already black because no right. one's doubling down on hardship right like yeah and then you say gays cause AIDS yeah. that was like at the end was that the end yeah that was the tag oh yeah it was the tag <laughs> I mean why are they so that got an applause break I don't know what everyone <laughs> was talking about but uh <laughs> and, and like that that I'm sorry what was the real joke that was wanna, the real the real joke was that without the AIDS thing yeah of course uh, <laughs> was I, I should have said that <laughs> like that, that so once once that, that was like 20 minutes in. And I had done. Fi I was doing fine. I wasn't killing. I wasn't doing poorly. I was getting my pockets a last. You know, the college. College. Gig. Yeah. And it's not set up as a club. It's it's like round tables, a massive auditorium, sure. 400, 500 kids like who have just seen poetry and break dancing, and I'm the closing act. Oh. And uh, and you can't follow poetry. <laughs> bright that's bright the, lights. That's the wrong mode. <laughs> yes. When you get somebody into a four-octal love of you know yes. feelings, the cloud, the clouds in my coffee, and then you come up and you're doing fucking yeah. And I well, I said up front, I was like, listen, I'm I was what? How old was I? 32 at the time. So I'm like 14 years older than like the youngest person there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, look, this is a college gig. I know how this is gonna go. I'm gonna talk to like. 12 people who fuck with me, everyone else, like, you're going to, I'm blocking you out. I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm already bombing. I already know how this is going to go. 20 minutes in, I do that joke. 
doesn't go the way it sh- I mean, it gets a laugh. Like, the tag gets a laugh because I make fun of Mike Pence. The janitor? Yeah. Queers, <laughs> ah, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, you hear G- keys jingling? <laughs> that was a good one. I'm going to write that down. How'd it go? <laughs> and there was, there, was a, there was a group of people up front that I started fucking with because I was talking about being from Jersey. Mm. Some girl was from Newark. And that I was trying to do crowd work because I was like, okay, let me try to finagle my way into the next set, part of the bit. What was the crowd work? Just like I was just talk. I was just nice shoes, queer. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like that joke, homo? No, yeah. it, was, uh, it was just like, hey, where are you from? Oh, did you? How'd your parents grow up? I was just trying right. to get into my. Just stuff. trying to get into your thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, sure. But it wasn't going well. She was giving me shit. Ugh. And then all of a sudden, I see the three organizers of the event come stage left, and I was like, what's going on over here? And then they like in the middle of a. Like of a low, which there were a lot. They come on stage. Oh, so they waited till the you weren't talking. Yes. Oh, then, at least they weren't in the middle of a joke. No, no, no. It was just like I was like I could keep. I literally remember saying, "I could, are you uncomfortable?" And the girl was like, "No." I was like, "I could keep going." And then they answered. They answered by saying, "No, that's enough." <laughs> and they came on stage and they were like, "Okay." How many? Three of them. They, oh, they would. That but, means it was a meeting. Yeah. They, no, they. I saw them discussing like how they were going to play it out, and then they came stage left, and then they came on stage, and I was like, "Okay." And then they told me like. Uh, I was offensive, and I wasn't entitled to some of the jokes. And why uh, weren't you entitled? Because I'm not gay nor black, allegedly. But they uh, know what you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're brown. Yeah. And you're bi. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're close. Enough. Yeah. I mean, how close can you get? Jesus. <laughs> if, on, if only I had sucked a dick on television. You should have just said I am gay. Yeah. I would have been like, first of all, I am brown. Yeah. And they were white, right? Yes. No, they were Asian. Asian. They were Asian. They yeah. were you. Yes, they were okay. two you the other one. two East Asian women and one okay, so, South Asian woman. Okay, so East Asian is Chinese, Chinese, Korean. Korean. I can't, I can't call it what they were specifically. I know, I know, because yeah. it's confusing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're racist. Yes, of course. <laughs> so, so couldn't you have at that moment said, "Listen, I identify yes. as brown, and I identify as as gay." I if if I were if I were a better comedian, I would have definitely had a much better response, response at that time. I, how do you know I'm not gay? How do, yeah. you know, how do you know I'm not part black? Yeah. How, you don't know anything about me beyond I was the first Indian writer on SNL. That's all you, that's the Hang only on research second. they did. Get, shout out to myself. Shout out to himself. <laughs> I mean, well, you buried the lead. We were going to get to that at the end. And you snuck, I'm going uh, to, we had an hour, dude. Yeah, yeah man, I'm, I'm, let's go, baby. <laughs> But like that's why they hired. That's why they. Right. That's why they brought me on the show. You know, like they had. You know, when I was at the show for a season. Uh, Do they understand that that's a pro, gay joke? I. I, I mean, clearly it's a, not. It's a pro. Like you're, you're doing a joke, a pro gay joke. You're not even. No, that's 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 why it was so confounding because it was like I literally said this. Hang on is, one second. Please put the definition of confounding. <laughs> it's it's confusing, but a little more confusing we, than we confusing. Get it. You're a writer. You're Indian. You're the first one. C O F O U N D I N G. Confounding. <laughs> and hang on one second. Yeah, write, the, write, write it down for me right there, please. Just write it right here. Right here. Yeah, hang on. I got a pen for you. Oh, that's nice. Oh, thank you very much. And that was that's what was so confusing for me, is because. Great. The setup of the joke sure. is... Uh, really quick, one second. Uh, FY, have this, clip this, keep it, 
Uh, he's in the writers' union. He just wrote. He broke the strike. <laughs> I want to report him to the Writers Guild of Please America. Please give me my health which, insurance, which I'm in, by the way. <laughs> the, best, the best health insurance in the fucking. It really is. It, it really, really is. It really is. So uh, you just wrote. Oh I'm shit! Just, oh, fuck. No, there you go. Keep that. <laughs> you just wrote a joke. That's part of the joke. I'm fucked. Uh, so what was confusing? Because the setup is this is how you know being gay can't be a choice because no one would choose to be gay if they're already black, right? Like that's <laughs> like who would do that on purpose? It's hard enough. Yes, exactly. That's the that's the whole underlying subtext. It's hard to be both. Why would you choose to be both? Exactly. It, it's it's an it's hard on you from uh, society. Yes. Yeah. It's a pro black and gay joke. Yes. That's that's like that was what hidden in. Hidden in a thing that a, a conservative could laugh at too. Exactly. Because they hit black and gay. They're like, yeah, yeah fuck yeah, black. Yeah, Why would you choose both? <laughs> that, like that, right. that, that trigger did not go. It's a great joke. Thank you. The trigger did not go off in their heads. And so when they came on stage, I was like so confused. As a, and and this is the, the worst part. Not the worst part, but I don't know what the word is for once. Is that. <laughs> for once. <laughs> I, I know the word. I'll tell you the word. Go ahead. The, the shittiest part. The shittiest part is that. Uh, I, I remember writing that joke on stage doing a check spot at Stand Up New York right. because I was on stage and I was trying to find it. Like some gay dude had just made fun of me. I used to live in Hell's Kitchen and some gay guy would like make fun of me every time I walked past him. It was like a corner on 41st and 10th. What would he say? Just, why are you wearing that? You know, just like goofy shit. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> what the fuck? Is, <laughs> what were you wearing? Just like my socks didn't match. You know, just like stupid, dumb. Like, he, he was trying to hit on me. But, like, <laughs> I, I remember going to Stand Up New York, being on stage, doing a check spot, and, like, trying to find it. And there was a uh, a black man in the audience. And, like, uh, we started going back and forth. Like, oh, this is how you know you can't. No one would choose to be gay. Because, like, why would you choose that if you were black already? And the guy... He started laughing. I was like, oh, I got something here. Sure. And so when I was on stage, I explained that to them. I was like, this is, I got this joke from a gay black man. Like, we wrote it on stage together while I was bombing at Stand Up New York. And right. I found something in the room lit up. I was like, oh, this is something funny. Yeah. And uh, I, I, unfortunately, I explained the joke to them, yeah. like to the people on the stage. And then, you know, they asked me for closing remarks. I, you know, I, I said some goofy bullshit about how the world is this and how you can't expect to everything's going to go your way kind of shit. Like, I was trying to be an adult. You tried to give a, a speech? Yeah, I was trying to be an adult. So I they said, cut your shit off? Yes. They were like, nah, nah, we're good. Yeah. You tried to give a Martin Luther King speech? Yeah, I tried. I, I, you I, tried to change the world? I tried to change the world. <laughs> I tried... I tried to go into a bit. Can you give me the speech right now? No, I've, I, that's blacked out from my brain. I, ah, I, you can make it. You can make it up. It was... Uh, can I do it? Please. Uh, <laughs> listen, kids. Can you play some uh, really soft music under they, this? They, they don't. They don't have it. With the it. American flag he doesn't <laughs> waving have, behind him. He can't do it. Every other show, uh, every other podcast I've ever been on, they come up with music right away. It would take him 30 minutes. <laughs> and then I would be like, make the screen bigger. Not so loud. Turn it up. Turn it down, not down more, up a little bit, right there. It's like asking my wife for a back rub, right there, over, <laughs> left, down, 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 up, 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 up. It's not worth it. I'm sorry, man, but like the the I had gone into a bit about uh, I tr I tried to save it with a bit that I'd done. You tried to say so you kept going after they told you that's enough. I tried to make a bit sound like something uh <laughs> on the spot that I thought of, like, like as a uh, um. Uh, like this poetic, like heroic thing, like you know, like there's gonna be a war between the Asians and and the whites, and thus we're gonna have to choose a side. And, and like I, tr it, tr I, it bombed so bad. I'd done it on, on I think 
uh, Seth Meyers or some shit, and I knew the joke had worked. So I tried to go into that and make it sound like a profound thing, but it fucking fell flat. The guy in the tech. <laughs> yeah, a good one. Look at they. You already offended them. Yeah. They want you off stage, and you're like, "Yeah, let me bring, do a war joke." Yeah. The, the whites. The the tech cut my the tech cut my mic. Ah. Oh. And uh, that was it. That was that was that was it. And then I walked off stage. And did you get paid? I did. I, oh. I the first call I think was to the agent. It was just like, all right, I need uh, I need to make sure that nothing's in the contract where I'm not going to get the money that they owe me. Because and second call was to another comedian. Yes. Before they heard about it. Yes, exactly. I think I I think I called. I might have called Jared first. Uh, I called my wife, my girlfriend at the time, my fiance at the time. Uh, but uh, immediately, you have to call. Anytime a comic has something like that happen, yeah, you have to call them. Yes, and you have to have them. What the fuck? Because you need you need to be the one to spread it. Yep. You can't have other comedians spread it. Nope. And I knew it was going to spread. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. Well, I think I might, I might have called Jared first, or I called Ricky Velez first. Oh, I called one of the two of them uh, just to be like, what, what you won't believe? And Ricky was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> of course, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and, and Jared was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Uh, that made, and they all asked, like, make sure you get paid. Uh, so I called the agent. They followed up. I got the check regardless. Was, and I think, like, in hindsight, uh, like, I probably should have been like, you know what? I'm going to fucking sue the shit out of Columbia. Why? Just because it was such a, it was an opportunity to sue. Not 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 that anything bad happened to me, but right. just felt like I probably would have walked away with some check that would have quieted them and quite because it made them look bad ultimately. You would have made it made them look bad ultimately, anyways. But yeah. they, there was no consequence. Exactly. Nothing. You, you wanted to give them a consequence. I should have, but nothing happened to them. And nothing happened to them. Nothing happened to the three girls. They got they got a lot of vitriol from uh, uh, online Facebook and shit. Sorry, V I T R I O L. <laughs> Unnecessary hatred. Uh, there you go. Write it down, <laughs> bitch. Real cocksucker. V I T R I O L. This is an SAT word. All right. Keep, uh, keep the pen. <laughs> <laughs> so they got a lot of hate. Wait. Um, hey, easy, easy. They, they, so they got. They got a lot of hate. I believe you about the joke. <laughs> Listen, man. It's not easy being gay and black. Uh, uh, they they got a lot of hate that they shouldn't have gotten. You know, they were. Why? Why do you say that? Because they're fucking twenty years old. Like they, in my head, I was angry at the time. Obviously, you know, I was like, "How I was more embarrassed than I was angry. I was humiliated. You know, I'd filmed this shit. I, there's like five hundred kids there who I thought like I would have been new fans. I made some new fans, but at Canada. <laughs> Sully called you up, dude. I was there. That was great. You were man. on the right. Yeah. Fuck those bitches. <laughs> you landed the plane. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be gay or black either, dude. You're right. But no, that's not the joke. No, it was it, it was embarrassing. And then on top of that, uh, it became a national story. Yeah, that really bothered me because why? Because. I wasn't ready to be, it wasn't, I didn't feel ready to be a national story, especially with that set, because the set itself was not going like, it wasn't a stellar set, it was just like a college, imagine your college set went online. Yeah. Can we get him a napkin, please? He's sweating. <laughs> oh, yeah. These, once, once these shits are on my ears, like, my yeah. ears are my radiator. You don't have to have them on. You don't have to have them on if you don't want. Sweating. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. This uh, is clear. You're too good looking of a guy to be sweating. Thank you very much. I mean, also hit the gym today. Oh, I hit the gym too. Yes, sir. <laughs> you got a trainer? Uh no. I got you know what I got? What? I got YouTube. Oh hell yeah. I got a black guy on YouTube. Uh-huh. 
Uh, those are the best guys. I'm telling you, dude. I do these workouts with just dumbbells. When I when I during pandemic, my all my workouts. See how long it takes to get a napkin? Imagine (laughs) if I wanted a sound bed. I mean, my head's still out. No one's ever wanted a napkin before. I mean, just a paper towel, something. Give me my own sleep. I mean, can we just get a fucking napkin, <laughs> a paper towel, a tissue paper? It's all good. We'll anything other than his shirt. Uh, uh, forget it. Forget well, it. It's already gone. Sidebar: Pandemic. The only the only workouts I did were at home, like in my apartment. There was this guy. I forget his name. Ob is a British dude. This black guy, like fucking brolic. Yeah. All body weight workouts. But anyway, I do Midas. This dude, he does only dumbbells. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I knew when I got that surgery, mm-hmm. the main thing. Nice. A janitor's towel. I literally got a towel. <laughs> oh, oh, brand boy. new. Wow. No, I didn't want a towel, guys. I asked for a napkin. Thank you very much. There's toilet paper in the other room. Thank All right, you very dude. much. Anyways. Anyway, so. Keep that on your lap and uh, uh, I, It was I, embarrassing because I wasn't ready to be. And that set wasn't the national. That wasn't like. I was like, let's make that the fucking headline story. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd just done Seth Meyers, and uh, uh, that was fine. It was cool, but it was like, this was this is trending on Yahoo News. I think Lenny Marcus texted me, like, dude, you're, texting, you're trending on Yahoo at like 7.30 in the morning. I'm like, fuck. Because up until that day, like, I was like, oh, it's just going to die. But do you understand why it's good? Number one, uh, you are uh, a minority. You mm-hmm. are. You know, it's not like some... You know, some white. If it was Nick DiPaolo, you know what <laughs> right, I mean. It'd be yeah. like, ah, right, you know. But you're you're a fucking comedian, uh, uh, an Indian comedian, mm-hmm. an Asian comedian, and you made a joke, and you made a joke about somebody else. Yes, a black and and gays, and it was a pro one. And they, this is you expose them. Yes, for not your 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 confusing comedy uh-huh. with a speech. That's really that that was. That that was their their reaction was them like revealing that they didn't they had just wanted me for you know something I'd done in the past you know the SNL shit yeah they had done no research on who I, what kind of comedy I did nope like if they had come to the cellar just once or twice they would have seen that shit or they could have asked for a tape yes. from the cellar or something like that right they would that that was a joke that I was doing at that time yeah. you know and I was like they would have seen that specific one and. So, but going back to why I don't think they deserved anything, it was just like, they didn't deserve any of the hate. I do agree that they should, like, yeah, that's a pretty I, stupid reaction. I, but beyond that, like, fuck you, like, they got a lot of mean shit that, like, right. fuck you Asian bitches, that kind of, like, Asian women should do this and that. I was like, come on, that's not necessary. Well, and, those people are fucking, I mean, listen, yes, that's those just racist. Them. Yeah, the people, yeah, but that's the thing. Listen, people, and I didn't mean to write any of that shit. I mean, <laughs> it I was just came out. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate the support, Bobby. Look down at Lenny Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was just one of those things where I understand what you say. Listen, you, it, when something like that happens, it opens up the floodgates for all these assholes to come in and and tack. If it, it but, felt like everyone wanted to make me a martyr yeah. for some shit, uh-huh. you know, like the the reason the story went national is because Columbia's got a big journalism school. One of their journalists who had graduated, you know, forever ago. Is was then at the time writing for like a right wing blog, and she picked it up. And when she picked it up, she was followed by Tucker Carlson and all these people. They picked it up. That made it a national story. I love that all young comedians hate Tucker Carlson. I fucking loathe that man. He wanted me on the show. Uh, right. They emailed me twice. I said no. I was like, nah, I, I, a bunch of people were like, go do it, man. I was like, nah, I'm not ready for that. Would like, you do Gutfeld? 
I did Gutfeld. Oh, good. And he he was chill. Like he's he, fine. He's yeah, fine. Tucker. I was not ready to talk to Tuck. Ah, uh, he's was, just a he's just a guy too. I I don't think I would have won that conversation. That's the thing. Like I, I he had Louis J Gomez on. They, they and pro- Lewis corrected him on the J. Uh-huh. He's got a sense of humor. <laughs> he went, it's J. Did he flick his bow tie around? Dude, he literally <laughs> called Lewis Gomez. He went, it's J. He went, what? It's Lewis J. Gomez. If I'm not going to let Rogan get away with it, I won't let you. <laughs> yeah, but Lewis is an intimidating man. He really is. He looked like a prisoner. Yeah. He looked like, <laughs> he, looked like he was on there. If you didn't have the sound on, you'd be like, oh, he's talking about prison reform. He's holding him hostage. Yeah. No, that's actually one of the cartel leaders. This is why you can't let us out. <laughs> Tucker's agreeing with him. Oh, but but it, it was a... Uh, it was a national story at the time, and it wasn't. I would and feel like it was ready to be a national story, but then when, when uh, Rogan texted me, I was like, "Yeah, all right, I guess I'll go do Rogan." Yeah, I'm good with that. Take it off, man. <laughs> I mean, we got it. We did that before. Uh, and so once that happened, I was like, "Okay," and then luckily, luckily, it kind of blew over. You know, every time. But it did give you what it. Here's here's why I understand those girls got shit. Mm-hmm. But when you. When you do something like that, yeah. you're thinking that you're in your own little bubble, mm-hmm. you're on your own little world, and you can make somebody feel like shit. Yeah, maybe you they... can go out and make somebody. Hang on, you can go out and some, make somebody feel like shit. Cut your mic, make your little decisions in your little world, and that. And okay, it's not. It's only gonna. We made you offended somebody. Okay, great. You made a mistake right now. Yep. You fucked up. You don't even know what you're talking about. Nor did you even look into the joke or think about it. And they got consequences from that. Yeah. Okay, so you know what? In my eyes, I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want anybody to, you know. But those are just words from idiots. Yeah. They? Fuck you. How about next time you 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 uh, shut somebody's mic off, or you have your little witch meeting, your little your <laughs> little fucking shitty, stupid, uh, nonsensical meeting about somebody doing jokes? You think about the joke first and understand that hey, if you walk into this room, some you're gonna be offended. You might be offended, and that's what comedy is supposed to do. That's the thing, you know. I, I, I what I learned from that was I'll you never can't just defend one side. I'll never, and then it's okay. I'll never do a show where there's also break dancing. <laughs> that's the show you think you would want to do, though, yeah. dude. If you're into break dancing, you're into fucking weird humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I was like, okay, this would be a fun, easy check. That's yeah. really what I thought, and uh, it turned out to be. An easy check. Comedy needs, we need to protect comedy. We need, when you go to a college, you need to have a thing up when you go up and say, listen, if you don't like offensive, if you don't like to be offended, if you get offended easily, that's what you need to phrase it. If you get offended easily, you should leave right now. Right. Because this comic's going to come up and they get to say whatever they want in the art of comedy. If you get to show a photo of a guy sticking his fist up someone's asshole, or if you get to, you know, paint somebody's cock and somebody else sucking it. Where are you going? (laughs) What are you? My house. Oh. (laughs) Uh, I teach teach photo and art at my house, but I only do it with things in people's asshole. You've gone to extreme. (laughs) Anyways, Uh, I'm just saying that every other art uh, passes off. You go to these, the, the fashion People get their tits out. Yeah. yeah, It's like, that's okay. In defense, I mean, in defense of colleges in general, though, what I will say is that the shows I've done since, yeah, they've all known. Yeah. And so now I have this license to do whatever. And like, and like the beauty of college students is that if something is, if they're told that they can't like something, they will like it even more. So like, 
Like a few, I did. I had to do NACA, the national conference. NACA is the National Association. Yeah, of we Co- talked about it last week. If it's the, I had to do the national conference. It's huge. A month later, <laughs> <laughs> I had to MC the national conference a month. And late. you were a rock star. And I did. I wish, man. Oh, they hated you. No, I I told the story on like, stage. On stage, I assumed they would all know. Right. You know, I, I, if you guys don't know, there was a comedian that got kicked off stage at Columbia not too long ago. If you don't know the story, it was me. And I did like... I did Who told ten- you to do that? I assumed they knew. <laughs> uh, and, and it wasn't something I wanted. I, I, wow. I, was, I just took a bet that like some people, people will like it. Right. And, and you lost? Oh, I lost that wager for sure. <laughs> like my booth was so empty. <laughs> I think I got like four or five gigs after that. Man. But that was enough to like feel like okay, I got something out of this coming here. But it wasn't like, oh man, this is great. Like three thousand schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got five gigs. I got like five. You, you, you could walk away with like thirty schools from that shit. But you did better than Colin Quinn. <laughs> he bombed after Lewis Black. Uh huh. Got none. Really? A one. He got one. How how long ago was this? This was years ago. Uh-huh. I was there. I saw it. Oh, we was, talked about it a couple weeks ago. On the was show. it update Colin Quinn or post update? It Colin? was chubby Colin Quinn in a purple suit sweating. Oh, okay. In front of 3,000 <laughs> students. <laughs> Ask him to tell you the story. It's one of the greatest things oh, ever. I'll look forward to hearing that. But, but uh, yeah. And, and so I got like a few after that. I just did a college like a month and a half ago. A month ago, um, Georgia Tech. And uh fine. Awesome. Like, <laughs> Fucking yeah, fantastic show. Shout out Georgia Tech. Thank you for having well, me. Well, the thing that th- this is what uh, I say to this is that you did it. It happened. It's good because now everybody, if you book this guy, this is what you get. Yes. And now, and you're not even dirty. You're not even that edgy. Thank you. <laughs> you're not. You're not. No, you're not. funny. Yeah. But it's not a crazy. I mean, look, I know edgier comics than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like Coco Diaz is coming out in front of fucking, you know, he's edgy. Who's Coco? I'm edgy. Oh, Joey. Joey. Oh, Coco. Yeah, me. If I if I walked out and did a set, yeah. I'd be arrested. <laughs> Out of college for sure. Campus security will fuck told, you up. I, I told you I did two shows with Tracy Morgan. Uh-huh. It's the greatest. Have I talked about this before, Max? No. I haven't heard it. <laughs> he's sidebar, we were sitting, me and Che were sitting next to him at the next game not too long ago. Uh-huh. I didn't watch the game. <laughs> he's, just, just talk, he's just yelling at you, talking. Like, I don't even know him like that. He's just telling he's me. The greatest. He's, he's the, the greatest, funniest person on greatest the Greatest person to have around. Yes. He's the most entertaining person. I don't care who you are. <laughs> you're shutting the fuck up when Tracy Morgan's around. Yep. I don't care how much pizzazz you think you got. Nope. <laughs> Dude, we did. <laughs> I did two calls with him, right? Well, both of them, he didn't get his check. Oh, shit. Yeah, one. Um, Sam Houston University Black School uh-huh. I did it back It's gone now But they had a 100 foot statue Of a white slave owner oh, Sam Houston uh-huh. So as you pull up To the school It's just this big statue This white slave owner They took it down since uh-huh. It was weird Black school Why would they have that? I Because it was Sam Houston This is what you're working against? Well no He founded the school uh-huh. But you know I mean look Everybody was a slave owner Back then Yes But he had the school It was his school It's a black school and Uh-huh they honored him, but then they were like, hey, maybe maybe we don't need to have... Yeah. They kind, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, they were like, oh, it's a nice statue. Uh, is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyways, it's gone now. Uh, but we showed up. Black School, um, which I love doing. Mm-hmm. Because it was always fucking either... either You either killed or died. Yeah. It was a real... I mean, it's like, like a club in, internal thing that was going on before you went out there. Uh-huh. Like you, I always had to... I'm on my game. It's a, you're on your game. This is game seven, and you loser goes home, and you don't want to bomb 
in front of uh, you know a thousand black students at a black college. No, because it's bad. You'll hear about it. <laughs> You'll feel it yep. in your liver, uh-huh. right? So they come up to us before they go, "Hey, it's you have to sign this contract to be clean. We can't. You can't be dirty." And me and the other comic are like, "All right, fine. It's five grand. Yeah, I need the money. Yes, what I can do twenty minutes clean. I could do it. I don't care." And uh, so we signed it, and Tracy signed it. He comes out after. He's like, "Yo, we're artists. We're artists, man. We gotta be said what we want. You don't. You can't put. You can't put chains on my words." Right? <laughs> that is good, Tracy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And we're like, Tracy. I, he's like, "Yo, we gotta band together. We're a gang. We're a comedy gang, like comedy, com- comedy express. Three Musketeers." Right. I was like, "Dude, I can't, Trace. I signed it with." So I go out clean. The other guy goes out clean. It's not the great, but it's great. Fine. Yeah. He goes out five minutes clean. Then he's bombing. Then he goes, you have a fucking girl so bad, your <laughs> dick in her kidney. <laughs> we were like, what? Yes. Yes, we have. He goes, you got to take your dick out, wipe it on the curtain. And the father comes <laughs> on. Why is there blood on my curtain? <laughs> Dude. You saw a black lady, you hear her feet clicking, uh-huh. high heel feet, walking across the basketball. The kid who booked us had the checks on his head. He slid down the wall like, no. <laughs> she grabbed the checks, ripped them up. Oh, no. Tracy came off, that was all right. We did good, right? <laughs> You're like, no, dude. No. Then the next time. But they didn't pay you either? They, they didn't pay. They paid us after. We had a fight to get our money. Of course. Because I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't say, yo, fuck a girl so good, you put a dick in nah, her kidney. I did right, some right. shit about scaring people. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, some silly shit about marshmallows, baby talk. I did my silly Bobby Kelly shit. Uh huh. A lot of energy. Of course. And um, next time we go, we're doing Princeton, I think it was Princeton. That's a step up. It's over in Jersey. Yes. And uh, Jay Moore was there. Jay and Tracy. Tracy was on SNL. Oh, okay. And uh, I went up, hosted, killed it. Jay went up, fucking murdered. But before he show up, uh, uh, a stretch limo pulls up behind the school. It's like, what the fuck? And Tracy gets out by himself with a case of Alizale. <laughs> and of he's course. Got a, he's got a diamond belt buckle. And he goes, Yo, now Tracy. He goes, check out my belt buckle. <laughs> I got a Hollywood Boulevard. It's diamonds <laughs> and crystals. <laughs> we're like, we're at a college. Yeah, we're in Princeton, New Jersey, man. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. He goes on stage, and uh, he's, not, he's having all right time. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. There's a lot of Princeton kids. A lot of white kids, right? A lot of white girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The dean. Dean is there. He's going up, doing his jokes. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I'm Tracy Morgan from SNL. I'm from SNL. <laughs> you can't fuck with me. You know me from SNL. Kept saying that. Uh-huh. And then he goes, you, you looking at my stuff? To a girl in the front row. 18. 18. Nice. White girl. Uh-huh. You want to touch it. <laughs> we were like, God no, please, God no. <laughs> Did she call her father? Brought her on stage. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he- dude, it got fucking nuts. He goes, go ahead, touch it, and you could see the cops and the dean were like, fucking, because <laughs> if she, if he made her, it was he was getting arrested. Uh huh. And they started booing. Oh no! It was uh, he was like, I'm Tracy Morgan. I said no. That's not give a shit. That's just a testament to you. How many times you could get canceled, but you don't. They mm-hmm. go, you have to go back up. I'm like, me? <laughs> like, yeah, you got to go back up and make it right. And then I think I brought Jay back up. Jay, mm-hmm. I went up. 
Was Jay on SNL at the time too? Jay was, or just off, or uh-huh. he was. Uh, he, I think he was. He was in that. He was big, you know. He was just did Jerry Maguire. So oh, I don't know okay. the time frame of it, but yeah, yeah, buddy, it was fucking scary. The life of a stand-up comedian is crazy. You're going nonstop. You're staying up until dawn. Then you're dreaming about comedy. And then you wake up thinking about comedy, but running yourself into the ground will never work. You need to make sure you're getting a good night's sleep when you can. And that goes for anybody, not just comedians. That's where Ghost Bed can help. Ghost Bed mattresses are designed with premium materials and patented cooling features so you sleep better. Trust me, this bed is amazing. You sleep cooler, more comfortable. From the moment your head hits the pillow, take advantage of free shipping and a 101-night mattress sleep trial and financing that starts at $35 a month. Most orders ship within 24 hours so you can start sleeping better this week. Listeners get 40% off all products site-wide. You can get 40% off mattresses, adjustable base and beds, accessories, or get 50% off when you bundle a mattress with an adjustable base. Use promo code YKWD at ghostbed.com slash YKWD for 40% off site-wide. Limited time only. Let me tell you something. There's two things I love, convenience and food. And I love healthy. Now that I'm in shape, I love healthy, great food. And here it is. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with flavorful, nutritious, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. They offer delicious flavor-packed options on each menu every week to fit a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and protein plus. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while you're meeting your goals. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Head to factormeals.com slash YKWD50 and use code YKWD50 to get 50% off your first box. And I, I've had the mic taken out of my hand. I did a show, college, sleep overnight. Uh-huh. Ugh. They're all in their pajamas. It was like 12 at night. I was bombing. The girl, I went, I, I'm bombing. And as I'm bombing, I'm holding the mic. And I'm like, yeah, all right, what, the next joke, let me get into the next one. She went, oh, we don't need to do that. Oh, Grabbed it out of my hand. Bad stink. In the thing, oh, all right, give it up for Robert Kelly. Oh. And out trouble me off. And I was like, hi, hi, hi. It was bad. And then everyone went to sleep. I already went in their pajamas. It is, I, what I like now about I li, at least what's happening with comedy is that a lot of these colleges have budding comedy clubs. What or, does that mean? Like the, like new like people who want to do comedy, like they start the comedy club, and, or they start like a this is the students who like jokes club, and so they'll like aspiring stand ups or aspiring comedy writers, and they end up booking the shows. Though then the comedy fans become the bookers yeah now like at least that's what i'm seeing like nyu has that uh uh only know about nyu Rutgers has that because there's where the people are starting to like comedy and like i think that's gonna save comedy at these college places where well, comedy now has become a real i mean it's become a very successful industry for people we are uh uh 
don't want to say rock stars, but whatever, what it, like it, it's about to, like the we're hitting almost like a saturation point where it's like comedy's fucking everywhere. It's becoming mainstream. Like everyone fucking gonna, loves that shit. Well, what's gonna happen? Oh, what's happened before? I don't know if it'll happen this time because of there's so much uh, places to put it now. Back uh-huh. in the day, there was only there wasn't that much place to put it. Yeah. So it oversaturate a lot easier. And when it oversaturates, you get a lot of people who are who learned how to write a joke, but aren't funny. Yeah. There's a difference between somebody who's funny, who can walk into a, a prison and make a bunch of prisoners laugh, and then walk Louis over to Gomez. the <laughs> lunchroom and make those people laugh, and then go, you know, like a guy like Colin Quinn takes stand up out, he's still going to be the funniest guy in the room. Right. Right. Yeah. He's still going to make his door guy laugh. He's still going to go over and. In the park, make a people laugh. Yeah. You got funny people, and then you got people who learned how to be funny for the job of it. Yeah. Not really for the passion of it. I had to be a comedian. Patrice had to, there was no other. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of, that will filter itself out at some point. Those people will find their lanes, and I, I, I'm, I'm not mad at that. No. That happening. I think it's, uh, well, they filter themselves out, but usually it gets saturated and people start. When you go to a show and it stinks because the comics stink, you ain't going back. No. And once that happens, TV shows, once they stink, once they're lousy, and they usually start like this. It starts out with specials, hours, and then half hours, then 15 minutes. And then, hey, guys, everybody's going to do ten, two minutes. It's called the two-minute uh, funniest joke special. Yeah, that's when we're done. Yes, people are. I'm out. Yes, and they'll go to. They'll find something else. I I I think uh, hopefully hopefully that's not what's happening with like TikTok and stuff. I think like uh, I hope it happens. I hope it's magic again. I hope magic is big again. <laughs> Remember, magic was big. For I would me. love to trace the like. The, you were when did you start comedy? Uh, two thousand no no nineteen ninety something. So have you seen like a a boom cycle yeah. like this before? Yeah, sure. yeah sorry. Well, I right when I got into comedy, the boom I, just uh, ended. Uh huh. It was the uh, you know we had Eddie Murphy and Dice, uh-huh. right? And they got fucking whacked. Um, and then we had another one in the late eighties with uh, with uh, Evening at the Improv. Uh, comedy uh, half hours, MTV comedy half hours. Everybody had a channel. Everybody had a thing. Seven minutes of clean material. Mm-hmm. Doing the Tonight Show or Letterman. That was king. Uh-huh. That was you had to do that. Seven minutes of clean material, uh-huh. and to be on one of those shows, and then you were a made person. And then you would go to a festival uh-huh. and be who you were. Like if you're a garbage person. People going to Montreal, walking with five hundred thousand dollar deals, right? And coming home, they're, they're all of a sudden they're famous. Like when did that end? That ended uh, late, uh, probably after nine uh, eleven, shit like that. <laughs> well, comedy died. You know, comedy had a reboot after all that. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe if it's in like twenty year cycles, we're probably in like the decline. Be- yeah, beginning of the end, kind of. Yeah, beginning. I, I would say so. Uh-huh. It'll be a point where it's like. All right, not everyone can be a comedian. Like everyone well, needs to chill. Well, Caroline's is gone, right? Yeah. Caroline's used to have a Christmas party that was the biggest comedy event in New York. Uh huh. Being invited to the Caroline's Christmas party was like you made it. Uh huh. You and, know, and the cellar couldn't even fill a Saturday night. Yeah. I was uh, I was hosting at the cellar till three in the morning, and there was like eight people. I'm, now they have six comedy clubs. Yeah. So it's, you know what I mean? There, yeah, yeah. There's that cycle. Everything comes to an end. I, I saw. 
Dave Chappelle was the first comic I ever saw live. And it was in 2004 at the cellar. At the cellar, wow. I was walking past, uh, I went to college here, so I was just finished my finals. I was getting pizza. Nerd. Yes. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was walking past, and they were like barking people in. For Chappelle. Tuesday night. Or anyway, yeah. yeah and they're like, that. hey, Chappelle's on stage, 20 bucks. I was like, Dave Chappelle's on stage <laughs> for $20. I'm like, all right, sure. And I went downstairs. Oh, Dave is right there. You walk out, I have my backpack on. I got this fucking beard. He's like, your skin's a little too olive. I'm going to check your bag. I was like, oh. he should have been canceled. <laughs> I was like, God damn, man. I, just, and I sat there for like 20 minutes and then I was like, I got to go, man. This is, this is great. But that was the beginning of the cellar. Yeah. That was when, that's how the cellar mm-hmm. got its popularity. It's like, you know, that and then Louie and Tough Crowd and and those guys would you just pop in, they'd be like, and they use it correctly. They'd be like, Oh yeah, uh, Dave Chappelle's on right now. Uh-huh. Louis C.K. is on right now. Yeah. Seinfeld is on right and people would go downstairs and be like, Oh, it's real. It's fucking crazy. It's real, yeah. But what's what I wish I had I wish I had the bug then, you know, because what's so funny to me, dude, is that you walked in with your backpack and your stupid terrorist beard. <laughs> right? Yep. And a piece of pizza, and you just sold out uh, the beacon, right? Uh, town hall. Town hall. Yeah, yeah. You two, sold it out. Two of them. So almost a, one beacon, almost. You sold out two shows at a theater. Yeah. Think about that. I, it, think I'm, about that fucking. Think about that from when you were a college student. Yeah. Somebody told you Chappelle's on stage. You come down. You do it. Now you're selling out theater. Theaters. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a confounding. Arc that I've taken, but (laughs) (laughs) no, I mean I'm very grateful, you know. But again, that's all. I don't discount the luck I've had because I think uh, is it luck or is it your life? Both, you know. My whole life is I'm very I'm very lucky guy. What now? You say lucky? Is it that? Is it TikTok have something to do with that? Look, yeah, I mean I I just famous on TikTok. I I just happened to to listen to people at the right time and listen to my own instinct at Who the right time. Who did you listen to? Uh, first, I saw Schultz. Like, what? But I take I give Schultz a lot of credit for uh, making it apparent that we don't have to be so precious about our material. What does that mean? Because he was the first one in oh, my head, I like just put everything out there. And uh, I had I was in 2018, like right before that. Columbia, right after the Columbia shit, 2019, I shot like an hour at the cellar. I sent it to HBO. They said no. And uh, I was like, all right, well, let me just put it out. And then that was like November 2019. Pandemic happens 2020. And everyone's at home. And luckily, like everyone just started watching stuff on the internet. And I, lo and behold, I had a bunch of stuff from the cellar. I had an hour I just put out. So like that started making me think, okay, let me just keep feeding this machine and then over that summer, my wife said, hey, she was working in social media at the time. And she was like, hey, TikTok. What was she working at? She was working at this company called Whaler, which is a social media marketing agency. For fat people? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good. I'm glad you guys. That's awesome of her. Tell her I said, as an ex-fat person, thank you. Tell her I said, thank you. She, she was, she was work, they do influencer marketing. For fat people. Yes, for yeah. fat people. Because they can't use their hands on the phone. <laughs> Because their fingers are too fat. To they type. use their fins, right? <laughs> and uh, they have to use f- chopsticks. <laughs> she she said, uh, "Hey, there's this new app, TikTok. Like everyone's using. It's going to be the next thing." And I didn't listen. Yeah. But then a few months later, she's from China. <laughs> she's from Connecticut, so okay. close. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so and then another 
comic friend Sahib Singh, who who had made his own. Uh, he's from China. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> he's from Baltimore. So another. But he's uh, Chinese. Yes. Okay, good. And, and It'd be funny if he was Irish. <laughs> he's nah. he's fully Indian. He's just got fucking mean parents from Boston. <laughs> yeah. So let's name this kid fucking Hip Singh. Yeah. What? So yeah, it'd be hilarious. Hip Singh fucking. McGillicuddy. <laughs> Just a brown kid with long hair. <laughs> hey, say him. Uh, so he 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 had made a name for himself on TikTok doing like sketches and stuff. Right. And so he was like, you should use TikTok. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. My wife had said it. And obviously I did the thing of not listening to my wife originally. Of course. Why would you? You're a man. Yeah. And you so listen to those broads. <laughs> right? Come on, okay. huh? It's got to be a dude. Yeah. I only listen to dicks. Yeah. And uh, well, the dish is piling up. Yeah. How much time do you have to tell me what to do? <laughs> right? do, you, do I need to give you more? You don't more? listen to me. I don't listen to you. We got to relax. the vacuum broken? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? TikTok. <laughs> so TikTok. I, have a tick and talk. <laughs> so I had my editor clip a bunch of shit out. And and uh, luckily, for, again, from the seller, uh, all those clips that, you know, they so graciously give. Sure. And they started taking off. And I was like, oh, this is. What was the first one that took off? Uh, what was the joke? An, it was a joke about an Indian cop. I saw an Indian cop the other day. I said, Indian cop? Huh. Uh, who's, who? No, how'd it go? Fuck. Can you do me one favor before you finish that? You keep playing with your shorts and yeah. pulling them up higher and higher, Sorry. and it, my dick is getting. It's cold. working for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. 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 <laughs> I think I'm in. This towels for uh, more than one thing. Yeah. You know? Can you stop raising? You keep pulling your shorts up and playing with your junk. It's, uh, it's this underwear. Yeah. Stop. It's, anyway, it's freaking me. I'm out. sorry. I'm sorry, Bobby. <laughs> I'll put my hands right here the entire time. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I forget what the joke was. It's something about an Indian cop. Okay, so it took off. How? Like how? Like how? My first, my first TikTok was me just bullshitting to camera, like I was doing like a parody of a Kanye song. I was like, oh, Jesus, his Jesus album had come out. Yep. And so I was made a joke about that. But then the second one, I put stand-up clips out. The second one, I did some joke about an Indian cop. And this was when TikTok was still allowed in India. And uh, it it's got- It's not. It's not anymore. It got banned because they have beef with China. And- uh, Good. <laughs> yeah, it's not allowed in India. I'm sure there's some Indian clone, but- I'm, they, glad, I'm glad somebody else has a beef with China. Yeah, but we could talk about that, but then we have to cut the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're not going to put that out there. They, they, uh, that clip got like half a million views in a few days. And I was like, that's crazy. And so I just started putting mad shit out there, and all of them started doing really well. Right. And, and then I had some dates lined up in March of 2021, like from like pandemic that had been pushed. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, let's see if I can't use TikTok to translate to tickets. So I started saying, hey, I'm coming. in my On my stand-up clips, you can write, like, on the TikTok, you can write text. It's like, hey, I'm coming. As part of the clip, my stand-up is finished at the end. Like, hey, I'm coming to Houston, whatever the fuck. I started seeing people comment, oh, come to Texas. Come to Houston. When are you coming to Houston? And I started selling a lot of tickets. I was like, oh, then, like, I kind of just anecdotally understood if I name the A N E, just write it. If, I'm gonna look it all up after. If uh, how do you spell it? A N E C. Help me. Help I can spell, but I can't. I, I can't. can help you with the strength part. <laughs> Anecdotally, I think that's how you spell it. There you go. Great. Um, I just started realizing that if you put city names in it, yeah. Just yep. Twist. Nope. City. Okay. Great. If you put city names, yeah. 
the video, the algorithm will get distributed to that. That city? Yes. Ah, oh, fuck. That was my... That, Danny! That was my kind of secret sauce. Danny, uh, are you listening? And uh, and what, like, that started happening. Uh-huh. And so I started selling a lot of tickets. Right. And then I was like, well, I'm going to keep feeding the machine. And I had, again, tons of clips. So I just kept doing that. And that, you know, I've been doing that for since okay. 2021. I want to say something. I've done that. Uh-huh. And I started out... And I did a couple clips, and one of them got a million something, mm-hmm. and then it just died. That's the thing; it, like you'll get shadow. Like I'm, my clips right now are doing poorly. But how, I don't know who's doing this. Who knows? I it's it's something. It's somebody. It's somebody. They keep blaming it on some some algorithm, something that doesn't exist. And I believe it's something. I believe that somebody somewhere, and some person, yeah. Asian? No. <laughs> Easy. No, I love Asia. All of it. Somebody pushed something, click something, did something next to mine. And I'm telling you, I used to get, oh my, I was on the, I was in the board. I was so on fire on, on I had agents call me, hey man, congratulations. Like I did it. Yeah. Like they were going, hey man, you, are you checking your social media? Congratulations. Yep. And I was like, thanks. I don't know. And then and then they shut it off. It's uh that I want Elon Musk to buy it all. If Elon- buy it all, <laughs> and I want them all exposed. This this is a great Trump impression right now. Buy it all because I want him exposed. Santos, he's not a good man. He's a little man. He has guns. His wife is hot. I'd bang her. But listen, the thing is, <laughs> TikTok. It was you know like I I. It took me a a few months to not be obsessed with it because the first six months of it, I was going fucking nuts. It makes you feel good. Yes. It makes you feel good. And when you start selling, all we want to do is sell tickets. Yep. Just come to our shows. That's it. And and to go to patreon.com slash Robert Kelly <laughs> and become a member of my Patreon, you fucking YouTube nickel chasers. Become a member of the Patreon. You'll see us talk all that Asian shit that we said we cut the cameras for. <laughs> uh, 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 it was. It are was. We gonna, are we gonna do? If that? you want, yeah. <laughs> if it this, was. Yeah, go ahead. It was. It was six months of me like, uh, re- paying a lot of attention to it and trying to figure. It was out, just you. It was just me. You didn't have like a person. No, I didn't have a person. Because I have people. It took. I mean, none of them look me in the eye <laughs> when I talk to them. Because uh-huh. you call them all the Tizzy Gang, the Tizzy, the tizzy Three, and Mush. It, it was. It took me so long to like not be obsessed with it because it was driving me nuts. Yeah, I would go to bed thinking about what comment I had to leave, and then wake up thinking about the same. Comment. You have to comment. I was commenting like, yeah, you have to be engagement is key. Can you pay somebody to do this? Yeah. I did. That's what it took me a while to like find someone to do that. So and, you have somebody. Yeah. Okay. And now I have Comp- some because I know certain comics have companies. There, I had a company for yeah. a while. Okay. I had a crowd surf. Shout out to them. They were doing like What's up? crowd surf. Yeah. They were doing. Uh, they did a great job. They brought me from. Uh, you know, I think I was at like three hundred thousand uh, followers to like now one point two. Uh, but they were. They did that. I, uh, a lot of my guidance, but yeah, they they were the execution. Uh, execution arm, like they were like, and how, and they cost like th- th- three grand a month. They cost a good amount of money, yeah. But you can do it yourself, or you, hire somebody to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can do it yourself, or you can hire somebody to do it. But it becomes a lot because it's every day. 
and it's like a very tedious thing and that was driving me fucking nuts and i figured if if i'm paying that much money the return is worth it because i'm selling out clubs and theaters and shit and so that ended up i had that relationship for about two years i, I just hired my own guy uh who does like editing is like a, a bit cleaner he costs a little more but he's also more aware of the trends and i can talk to him directly so it's a guy who's this is his job yes this is his job great and uh uh, that was really that was the sauce like and it was just putting stuff because i hire aspiring comedians to do all my stuff uh-huh. and at one point they're going to tell me to go fuck myself yeah yeah mush is on the verge right now to go hey dude uh i'm out it because he's i didn't want to i didn't want a comic danny doesn't want to be here ever but he pretends uh-huh. max has no choice for a while <laughs> <laughs> and joe just likes cheese <laughs> It was, it just took a, it took me to be like, you know what? I cannot be, if you're okay being on your phone constantly, then all power to you. Right. But it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's back in the day, just be funny, get on stage, be Mm -hmm. funnier. People notice you, get on TV. Yeah. And then you'll find your way down that road. Now. You got to market. You got to market. And not only the clubs don't do it, you have to be mm-hmm. them. They ask you, hey, can you tweet more? Hey, how about you, as a club, pay $3,000 a month right. for somebody to promote your shit right. so that you could get my show out there? If I did that and you did that, wouldn't that be a beautiful thing? Right. If we both had a lot of TikTok, Twitter, Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. And we could both do it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be beautiful? It would be, I mean, but... Clubs used to pay radio stations. So you go on the radio mm-hmm. and you'd sell out your room because local radio was king. Yeah. Now it's social media. Now it's, hey, if you don't have a million followers, you can't have a Tuesday night. Yeah. Well, I have. I don't have a million. Well, I'm just saying, you know... Oh, like, you just told me I'm no... <laughs> I mean, it, this is nuts. It, it, it's it's uh, what, my favorite thing to hear... Uh, well, can I be honest with you? Go ahead. I, I feel good about my fan base uh-huh. because I, I, they do show up for me. Yeah. I, you know, I can always tell them my season from September till now is like comedy season. Yeah. When I worked my clubs, uh-huh. Comedy Connection. And then you take the summer off for the kids. I take the summer off. Yeah. Because I, you know, but Comedy Connection, uh, Comedy on State, um, you know, um, uh, Side Splitters, Versani's, McCurdy's. You know, all these clubs that are my clubs that I love, right? Um, and I do well at them. I sell well. Yeah. And I'm happy because I'm, I don't have a million people. I don't have that thing right now. Mm-hmm. But I have, I just have my rep. I wish I, I wish I had a, I mean, my fan base is strong, but like every, every show I do. Yeah. I'm like, so who was here last year? And it's like eight people. I'm like, Fuck. That's good though. <laughs> it's great. But I it's- think that's the new thing, which I wish I could get into. Uh-huh. But I, 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 like you say, luck. Mm-hmm. You know, to make people stick is a hard thing to do, it's and it really is. There hard. is some luck. And look, I toured with Dane. Yeah, I did eighty arenas around the country in Canada in front of fifteen to twenty thousand people a night. Yeah, I saw. I was in front of. I technically, I should have millions of people. Yeah, not they don't all stick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some of them do, some of them don't. You have to find your own people. Yeah, it's your own thing. It's a. Uh, I say I'm like. So happens that mine uh, are you know all dying. <laughs> My yeah. fan base is uh, all I, the women are hot, but one tit's bigger than the other. I talk about so freckles. much. I talk so much about doing drugs. Yeah. At my first, I'm like, I hope all y'all aren't doing drugs because you're not gonna make it the way <laughs> you know. But it it's uh, I say I'm lucky because 
like if I didn't do it at that time, you know, like there's it's at that 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 perfect, yeah. You know, yeah, like right. it was there's a billion comics who have clips who are equally funny and whose comic whose clips would do equally well on social media. But I just happened to hit at the right time yeah. with the right formula. That's your path. You know? Yeah, and that and I, I love Schultz helping you too, because I, I called him for my special about a bunch of that because I don't know any of this shit. And he, yeah. he was so I mean, he he'd be walking his dog on a Sunday. All right, let me know what you got. Send me this. Yeah. Do this. Change that. Do this. Put that up. Tell him not to do that. Close in on that. All right. That's it. Like he would, you know, really take the time for a, a simple little weird. That's like, ugh. I was playing a. He he would take the time to do that, which I'm glad. He, and he's done that with a lot of. He's people. done with a lot of people. He's got a he's got a a slightly different uh like he does he's got the resources to do like quality and quantity mm-hmm. i was playing a, a high quantity game like i was just every day one or two clips yeah just high volume numbers game i'm playing a low quality and a low quantity <laughs> yeah you, yeah you can't play like kwame brown you know you gotta you gotta chuck up shots see that guy over there that can't look you in the eye <laughs> he does my social media well, Danny handled my uh, uh, coffee quite well, so thank you very much Dan- for that. Yeah. Actually, Danny's really good. He's, I, he's good. Mush helps, too. These guys are great. Yeah, they're doing a good job. They but, are. like, it was <laughs> – I, I just got super lucky, and uh, I hope the luck continues. You know, like, Well, can I ask you a question about, like uh, – I, I got a, a bunch of stuff I want to ask you, too. We got fans from the question. Yeah. Two things that happened. Now, your writing process. Do you wake up every day and write? Because you're, you're the first uh, Indian mm-hmm. or Asian mm-hmm. – Writer yeah. on SNL. I was, yeah. You was? Yes. How long have you been writing on SNL? I wrote for a season. I was only there season uh, 43, so 2017, 2018. And then you bailed. I, yeah, I didn't bail. <laughs> you got fired? Yes. Well, you don't, you you get fired, but it's not fired. They don't sit you down like, hey, you're you're done. They, say, they just let you go. They don't yeah, bring you back. Yeah, exactly. I didn't get rehired is the polite way that I tell my parents. Why don't you think you got rehired? <laughs> I felt uh, they don't like they don't like Asians. Yeah, I think I had too much. I had too much Indian food in the office. Oh, right. I tell you what, though, your food stinks. It's delicious. Not, it's delicious. I love Indian food. I had, but I lived on the fifth floor of the uh, of on Forty Three in one of the doorman building. Uh-huh. We had an Indian family down the hall. Uh-huh. Boy, did you know what they were having for dinner? Hell yeah! And you're like, can we have some? I mean, it's good, yeah. but it smells. Didn't you? Didn't, wasn't your you guys uh, really take that spice trail? What is it? The spice. You love your spice. Spice. Well, goddamn right we do. You guys don't love your spice. That's the problem. We got salt and pepper. Yeah, that's it. It's and so butter, sad. Butter, salt, pepper. There's so much oh, wait, other shit. And cinnamon. I love cinnamon. <laughs> that's the secret. <laughs> Wasn't your, when you did Louie and you talked about that, uh, the bang bang. Yeah, we went to an Indian restaurant. Yeah, we went to an Indian restaurant. Well, we, he goes, what do you want to do? And we picked it. We picked Indian. Uh-huh. And man, do I love Indian. Yeah. God damn it. I'll, t- I'll take you to the two of the best spots. I, I went I, I went to Indian food uh, uh, three times in my life. Uh-huh. That's it. That's it. That's it. Three times. I'm, I'll tell you the first time I dated I dated an Indian girl. Uh huh. And she oh man did I love her. Uh huh. But she was too much. She was too smart and want. I was, you know what I mean? She <laughs> too she, good hair. No, she was. She wanted a. She wanted a doctor. God, of course. She wanted. I, I was a stand up. She saw me at the cellar. We went on a date. She took me to this restaurant. I had, I had to sit down on a pillow. 
like, oh, that was real. Oh, I was damn. Like, I was like, listen, I don't sit down on pillow. I'm from Boston. I'm like, yeah. what are you give me a chair. She put you through the test real she fast. She took me non bread or some of the bread and the salt, and I was like, this is the craziest shit ever. I, I loved it. I'm going to bring you, I got to bring a bunch of seller comics to uh, the spot. There's a spot called Sema right okay. down the street. Yeah. Only Michelin star Indian restaurant uh, in the I'm country. In. And then Damaka, which is on Lower East Side. Regular. Not Michelin star. Not Michelin star, but should have one. Okay. It's the same ownership group. The, uh, the uh, second one I went to was at Bananas in Poughkeepsie. Okay. It was at a, it was a holiday and it was an Indian buffet. Yeah, yeah. I almost died. Was it bad? It was, dude. I'm sorry. But that was part of the deal. You get the Indian buffet too. It was, uh -huh. like, it was bad. I'm sorry to hear that. And then the third one I went to was on Bang Bang with uh, uh -huh. Louis. Uh huh. Which was when he was like, let's go here. And he found the place. Uh -huh. You know, those people in the restaurant were live. We, he rented out half of the restaurant. Uh -huh. The other half were real people. Oh, really? They were just watching us like devour. Food. And we filmed it. We went in. We ordered the the menu. Uh -huh. And he had two cameras. And he said, "We're just going to shoot until we're full." <laughs> and we ate for twenty minutes. <laughs> and I remember at one point I used the bread as a napkin. Uh -huh. <laughs> and they were like, "That was fucking great." That's fucking. I had, that, the, I had the, the hot, red the sauce, chicken. Butter chicken? Hell yeah. Oh, God. Was uh, that good? I'm going to bring... I got I to bring you guys. I brought... Me and Mateo went to Damaka like a month ago, and I brought some of the leftovers from right. Damaka to Cellar. Mm. Gone like two minutes. So I love Indian food. Bet, this is the best Indian food in the country. So you got let go. You didn't get rehired. Right. And, and are you still are you still cool with those people? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just Saturday night that... This past Saturday night that Shay did a show at City Winery. Right. And it, I thought it was just gonna be a stand-up show, but it was all the all the SNL people that were still in town. Yeah, uh, like they all went up and did uh, stand-up or sketches or whatever. Jay's awesome. such a great guy. He's the best. I mean, uh, even though he moved up to Westchester and didn't has never invited me to a party, <laughs> literally called me, "Hey man, I'm in your neighborhood. We're gonna hang the summer." Uh -huh. Not a word. I mean, he hasn't answered my calls in years, but uh, I see him like you know once a week, twice a week. I'm gonna call him right now. Call him. Answers. <laughs> he said. I, call, I told him, hey, man, why don't you answer my calls? Like, I, I don't answer calls because I always think it's an emergency. <laughs> like, <laughs> what an asshole. How do you spell it again? Che? <laughs> here we go. Ready? Let's see if he answers. Ready? Go ahead. All right, here we go. I'm just going to see if he answers. We're calling Michael Che, see if he answers my phone call. If he does, he's a good person. If he doesn't, I'm going to, he's off my list. We're done. What time is it? One. He oh, might yeah, be asleep. I sleep no, it's at two. one? It's two. It's two. Nope. nope. Not going to happen. Because it's after the third. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to leave a message. Should I leave a message? Go ahead. I mean, what? who does it? It's me. It's Bobby Kelly. You're a fucking nothing. <laughs> Your call has ah. been... Ah. <laughs> All right. Well, oh. <laughs> We're hot. Do the rest. That would have been hot. <laughs> right. Real quick. Uh, you have one nut. I, thank you. Yes, uh, <laughs> I have one real one, one fake one. You have a so you have the fake they have, one. They put a prosthetic in, and you got you had uh, you had uh, Stamenke cancer. I had uh, a testicular cancer. Stamenke cancer. Stamenke cancer. That's, I, I the, guess. that's the Italian way to say it. Stamenke. Stamenke cancer. No, I'm gonna, one of your stamenkes is good. Is it's, bad. It's gone. How did you find out? My birthday night last. Oh. It was it was in February 2022. I had just come off a. Uh, uh, like 13 show run in, in California and Texas. Wow. 
And I was in New York for like two weeks. Feeling good. Feeling fantastic. Made some money. Made like more money I'd ever made in my Your whole life. Your parents are happy because you're not the doctor or yeah. engineer, but you're still, you're making more money than they thought you were going to make. I'm working. You're working. And uh, I just shot a special in December. My first one, thank you, China, because of TikTok. Thank you, China, for all that <laughs> shit. And uh, I don't know why. I mean, America is the one who gave you the shot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you think China. No, you're right. I mean, we're almost. I should I should have called it "Thank You America." Probably would have done a lot better. Did you call it "Thank You China"? Uh, It's called "Thank You China." (laughs) That's the name of the first one, of course, man. Wow. And uh, (laughs) this is nuts. I had just come off that tour, and uh, I'd done like 13 shows. I was in in New York for my birthday, like two weeks off, hanging with my sister. And you were, and my wife and, and my, you were sucking your own nuts. Yeah. and something felt off. And, and uh, I was like, "This is uh, bigger than I thought." <laughs> it was just like I was drunk, oh. and I was taking a leak at my apartment. I was like, "This hurts," and it struck me as extra odd because if you're drunk and you're in pain, like that means something's really wrong. You're not supposed to feel anything when you're drunk, right? right. Yeah. And like I, I had had a hernia before, and so I thought it was a hernia, mm-hmm. but something felt wrong. I was like. Let's just go to the hospital. Because I had Writers Guild insurance. I could do whatever the fuck I want. We could get airlifted out of here if we wanted yeah, I right now. I took that away from you. <laughs> Please. Gone. He wrote. I need it. He wrote. And uh, I just went to the hospital. They gave me the ultrasound. They found a mass. And I was like, it didn't register as anything. So you had to get your penis, ultra, your ball, your testicles. My balls ultrasound. Okay, so here's the thing with this. This is my problem with that. You had to take your junk out in front of people. Yes. Did you fluff? No, man. So you can you was it small? It was uh, it was cold, and <laughs> <laughs> is it is it a hanger? Oh, it's a grower, not a shower, man. It was it was okay. a, it was he was having a timid night, <laughs> but you know the lady who who ultrasounded me was super cool. <laughs> Were they uptight or was it like putting bubble gum on a plate? It was. <laughs> it, I don't recall what it was, but it was not a comfortable situation. Yeah, wow. And uh the ultrasound my wife's staring at me while they're doing it. And uh, I got I had to get my penis checked once and they were like pull it out. I'm like I it is. No. <laughs> they were like stretch it. I'm Talk like, to it. I'm like this is this what do you mean stretch it? What do you want me to do? We need more surface area. Yeah, they were like pull it, stretch it. I'm like leave me alone. Just look. And uh they found a mass and I didn't think anything of it because I was like there's no history of that in my family. Oh, wow. And uh, I'm also I know a little bit about just in general like testicular cancer. I'm outside of the window for it to be anything serious, right? Because like, you're Indian. Yes, my doctor cousins. You're a doctor, right? <laughs> and you know the window is like typically 18 to 34, and I'm 37. So yeah. I was like, okay, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a a mass, yeah. benign cyst. Jeez. Go the next morning. Uh, they tell me to call NYU because I went to NYU Hospital, and they tell me to call NYU because they're trying to keep the money in the family. That's how this shit works, right? Yeah. Call them. They say it's gonna take two months. Two months to see a doctor. I was like, "Fuck the fuck out of here!" Two months. Sidebar: My urologist tells me later that the reason they tell you like two months, and this is like really sinister, so I don't necessarily fully believe it, but I also kind of believe it, is because there's more money in the chemo than there is in. Yep. And I was like, "That's fucking crazy." That's actually coming out now. People are starting to reveal that that they the doctors uh, get paid mm. through the chemo. So yep. yeah, the chemo. I don't know what the percentage is, but the percentage of uh, healing people with chemo is very low. It's it's like such a sinister, and it goes back to that Chris Rock bit. It's like there's no there's no money in the cure. The money's in the medicine, kind of. Yeah. And that, but luckily, you know, I have insurance and I have doctor cousins, 
So I just called one of my cousins, like, hey, you, do you know any urologist? He connects me to his urologist, his urologist buddy. Urologist sees the ultrasound, but he's like, listen, it's probably a benign cyst. doesn't look like anything serious, but just get blood work. Yeah, that's all you need. It's blood work to determine if it's anything more than that. Mm. Within, you know, 24 hours, I'm getting blood work. Another 24 hours, the results come. They, they rush them. They find a hormone marker that says it's cancer. Oh. And it's like, it's like it, when you people have like cancer, cancer, it's like in the thousands. This hormone number, I had, my number was 35. Usually it's th- literally 35. You had is, 35. I had 35 like micro units of this hormone out of like, you know, whatever it's supposed to be. They're like, it's cancer. If that hormone is, it's supposed to be zero in men. It's a, it's a HCG that makes placenta grow. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a germ cell tumor. So you caught it right at the beginning. Like weeks. Weeks? Yeah. And wow. And they were like, get it out. And I told my parents. How do they know what nut it is? Because that's the mass it was on. The, Did they have to suck them? Yeah. <laughs> this one tastes a little, if imagine that was a oh, fucking test. There was some, they had <laughs> I, higher porn stars. That would, that would, now every man would get checked. Oh my God, I get checked all the time. If every, if every <laughs> dude, if every dude had to, had like to the, go to my urologist. You had to go in and go, one, two, <laughs> three. <laughs> Three cancer, <laughs> cancer. It was, and so once they, I, once I told my parents, oh, wow. my, my my dad was like, okay. What does your dad do? Owns a liquor store. Okay. And my mom works as a, works in real estate, but also is like a a chemist by trade. Wow. Um, and she she's always like questioned the science, you know, because she was like, she said, okay, if it's cancer. Sure, we'll take the ball out, but make sure. Make sure it's cancer. Make sure it's cancer. How do they find out which nut it is? Because <laughs> it was on the ultrasound. That's the mass. So the, oh, the mass is on which side? Was the it? right nut. So your right nut, they're like, oh, there's a mass there. Yeah. And they checked it, and they're like, we got to take this. Yeah, because that, that's the only thing that would be causing right. uh, the hormone to go up. The hormone up. to go up. So they cut it out. They cut it out. And they do you get to keep it? I wanted to keep it. Turn it into an NFT or something. Something. But no, they 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 gotta they gotta chop it up. It'd be funny if you just went to a park and threw it like a tennis ball. <laughs> somebody, somebody's dog just went and grabbed it. <laughs> it's a tiny little. It's a little lychee candy size. They nut. brought it back to their owner. Like, what's this, Jacob? <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. This can't. that'd be a, that'd be a TikTok right there. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing my uh, every time I look at a ball, I'm triggered. Uh-huh. Uh, they took the ball out. Then they did a hormone test again. Hormone went back down to zero. Like, okay, we got the correct thing. We got the right nut. And it's now, it's now like. Did they put the new nut in they, then? Yeah. So you had to pick your nuts? I, that's the thing, man. <laughs> I, I don't know if I was if I was blacked out or whatever, but I just, they just put one in. They didn't ask if you wanted like an Adidas nut? No, they didn't. A Louis Vuitton nut? No, no, no choices whatsoever. Do they, do they make, did you look in after like, did they make like like a Gucci nut? Like, <laughs> Could I have gotten a better, fuck, I wanted the Balenciaga ball. <laughs> no, they got, they, with the bees on it all over. No, it's just, uh, the doctor was just like. You get a nut, like have Chase sign your nut and then put it in. <laughs> <laughs> we go together now, man. Uh-huh. They, they, insurance, well, doesn't typically cover the nut. The nut. What? Because it like scientifically or whatever, they're like, you men don't, need, don't it. need it. Yeah. But, and I talk about this in the special and this is true. I asked the doctor, like, why do they put a fake one in? And he's like, because psychologically men need to. 
psychologically yeah you know. they're like if yeah. you don't have if you have one ball especially if you come to the comedy cellar table. yeah hey <laughs> you hey oh one nuts here <laughs> walking a little lot lips lop side lip side or whatever the fuck it lopsided <laughs> but it was it was uh the doctor i just woke up and he, i was like yo what did you what is this i thought you took one out he's like no i got i got you <laughs> i put a fake one he in gave, he gave you a used nut he get, yeah <laughs> I feel strange urges. Going, if you were, you're out, he's just going through a draw. No, uh, uh, so yeah, I'm going golfing this week. How about that one? <laughs> Took a yeah. There you go. That's a good one. And I and I was like, why? It's so big. <laughs> it's it's so much it big, bigger. It's than bigger other? than the other one. And I was like, yeah. why? And he's like, I figured you wanted a bigger one rather than a smaller one. You know? The, no, how tried, about the same size? He tried to match it. Uh, but it's a little bigger, and I was like, and I was like, thank you, doctor, for that. But I do not recall having the conversation, right, of him putting one in. He's like, I just slid it in there because I knew you would want it. I was like, yeah, I did want it, but I would have at least gotten to be, pick be, him out of a lineup or I'd something. I'd be, I'd laugh my ass off if when you die they find it was a Cadbury egg. <laughs> this guy's just a mental patient. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I knew I, you. I just stuck it in. <laughs> I got you, man. Just, He's like, hey, Sarah, watch this. I'm gonna put this in. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> it's like the Junior Mint episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Someone was like watching from above and dropped a full-on fucking Cadbury egg. This is crazy, man. It was. Uh, that was. That was the funniest part of just like waking up and finding a nut, and then. I did. I did the cellar like a week and a half later. Of course you did, because you're a fucking dirty it, comic. Yeah, I had to go up and talk about it and talk about it almost immediately. I remember I had I hadn't been to the cellar in like months. We're psychos. And uh, SD came down and watched. You're nuts. She she talked. She. I, you could tell that your left one. <laughs> I was, was leaning. Nice, but I was leaning on the side. She's like, that's why you were leaning. <laughs> did not joke was so good. It was. It was uh, February. 18th or 12th, I did the cellar. I had the surgery on like the 8th. Wow. And uh, it was, I say I'm lucky because, yeah. A, I found it very early. Yeah. And B, like, you know, after you do a special or whatever, you do an hour, like, you don't want to do that same shit ever again. Now you got a whole nut I hour. had a whole fucking nut hour in like, in like two days. Wow. I, I, in those five days that I went from surgery, from balls hurt to surgery, I was writing every day, talking, going back to the process. Yeah. How do you write? Do you sit down with a paper? I just wake up and I. Computer? It, yeah, computer. I try. So you just what? I'll just, if I, I'll try to take notes every day of something stupid that happened, I'll try to, the easiest way for me is to recap the day before. If, in that process of like thinking about just what happened the day before, and not necessarily anything funny, just like anything unusual, anything I observed, anything like that. And it'll be like, four or five lines but from that something will come or like oh maybe there's an angle there maybe that's something and then i'll revisit any you, actual jokes are you going at it on the computer printing that out and bring it to the club no no, no, no. it's just like whatever's in here i should i should be a lot more active about like bringing notes to stage but you don't you just go up with what you remember you wrote down that day exactly or or i'll put the new joke or the new bit in the middle of the set that's already working so i have something i'm excited to reach and then and because of the new the older stuff that works you're in that mode yeah you throw that new stuff out it you, you're you're it free it pops yeah. and then then i'm coasting for the for the ride down then i can then i could be then i'm looking towards the closer yeah that's the process that i've tried to that's the process that's led me to the best work yeah and when I was going through the cancer stuff, I was writing. Like, I don't. I wish I wrote every day with as much discipline as I pretend to have. Uh, 
but I do. And but, you still be at SNL. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> no, not I'm kidding. That I'm hurts sorry. my feelings. I man. apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, man, I want my job back. <laughs> uh, uh, it was that cancer process of just like right taking notes every day. Because yeah. I knew, you know, when you're going through something, like as a comic, you're like, oh, this is going to be something. Right. Something just happened. That yeah. is something. And when I was going through that, I was like, this is something. Yeah. This has to be something. Otherwise, why would it be happening like this? Yeah. And uh, every day, something stupid happened. Right. Every day, something insane happened. I was like, I cannot believe, like, I just, when I, I left this out of the hour, but this is true. When I went to get the blood work, this is like peak Ukraine-Russia time. Like, R Russia had just invaded Ukraine. Mm -hmm. The woman that was taking my blood was this Eastern European lady. And when she was about to put the needle in, she, like, dropped the needle. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I thought you were going to hit me. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, yeah, the biggest men come in here and, like, they just have wild reactions to needles. And she's been, like, slapped before. <laughs> I was like, oh, this Eastern European woman's been through some shit, dude. She's seen some fucking hardcore she dudes. She dropped the needle. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking nuts. Go have a cigarette, lady. <laughs> but so every day. You should have hit her. <laughs> yeah, sure. Man, I missed my Why shot. Why do you talk to me? <laughs> yeah, I missed my chance. Oh, my God. But it was every day something crazy was happening. My grandfather calls that the good old days. <laughs> Just hit women with needles. And uh, when that happened, like when I was going through that, that writing process really helped me. Yeah. A, process what was going on. Sure. Because that, you know, people always, people tend to ask, like, what did you feel? Like, how, like, do you have any, like, emotions towards the whole thing? Yeah. And honestly, like, I didn't. Like, I don't know if that's the crazy in me or if that's the comic in me or whatever it is. The com it's, it's, once you're a comic, like even people like Chris Rock, he never went on anything, never did anything. We had Sherrod on, he was like, yeah, because he knew uh -huh. he had a new, he, he had, a, he, this is going in your act. Yeah. This is going in your act. Right. Yeah. This yep. is it. This is it. That's how you feel it. Yes. Through funny. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, like, that's really what it was. And I, again, like going back to the lucky part, it was like, I knew. Like, before I went, before I discovered I had cancer or anything like that, I was really concerned about going back out on the road. Mm. I, I had two weeks off to go back to the same cities I had done before. Yeah, I know. And I was like, I got nothing. Yeah, now you got something. Now I got something. Yeah, cancer. And I, <laughs> and I was like, you got a it's plastic such, nut. It's such a <laughs> fucked up way to look at it, mm -hmm. but it was really how I looked at it. I was like, Great. man, this is, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Isn't that weird? And, and nothing happened. Thank God. That, you know, it hadn't spread. Not yet. I give it time. I've been smoking a lot. If you but, get cancer again, will you come back on? <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, my last, my last, my last podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you have to put another nut in, can we put like a YKWD marble in your nut? <laughs> Bet, yes. That, I'll make that commitment right here. We'll write it down. I got questions for you, dude. <laughs> Go ahead, please. I got questions from uh, the fans. I mean, we covered everything. Jesus Christ. You were going to be a doctor, right? I wanted to be a doctor up until. What's up with Indians and being a doctor? You know, it's a. It's a stereotype. It's a stereotype. But it's true. In India, doctors are very revered. They're like, they, people love them. And they're respected members of the community. Not so much like here. Like, I don't. I get a lot of anger from doctors because I talk a lot of shit about them. Sure. Um, uh, uh, but here, when. Like, my, my parents' generation, when they came here. They saw becoming a doctor, A, as a respected thing, but B, like, people will always need doctors, and it will always be a high-paying job, and you will always be in need, and you will be helping people. Yeah. 
become one. And also, like, it's a great thing to do if you really want to do it. If you really want to help people and, like, care about them yeah. wholeheartedly, like, it's a fantastic profession. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to be one up until my junior year in college when I, I got, like, a C in Orgo. And uh, I was going through a lot of personal shit, you know, breakup. My parents were going through some shit. And, like, I just didn't have the heart to, like, suffer through it. Hmm. Dropped it. Remember calling my mom. She, I'm, to this day, I have not heard her yell more than that phone call she like, screamed at you she's like i was like holy shit you know she, they're paying for my college yeah they're paying for the apartment i'm living in yeah this is why i went to school yeah and now they don't get a refund on all that shit exactly you, you pay them back yeah now you gave them money back <laughs> now i can now i can did you not yet oh well that should be <laughs> on the fucking I, list i need i need another two years look into them the camera tell mom and mom. dad you know what's coming <laughs> we, it's we, coming. Li we literally had this conversation yesterday. Good. Pay them their money back, you, you know, scumbag. I cannot wait to do that. Good. I cannot wait. Two years. I'm going to get my dad one of these. I'm gonna what is me. that? That's the router. Remember? we? Oh, yeah. It? Look at this watch. Look at that. I love that watch. My God. And that you're going to get your dad one of those? I gotta get my I'm going to get my dad a Roly, I think. Just Get him a Roly, dude. You know? Get him a nice Roly. That that's a, that's the, the, the Rado Ceramica is the watch that indian men get when they made it in this country and you did it and uh i this is my dad's he got it in 1989 and uh just it's, it's such a disco watch it's, it's so cool disco i love <laughs> it's, uh, it's my favorite thing i got the uh the speedmaster it's fucking beautiful i love it i love it this watch right here i never you're the only person i've ever seen more uh -huh. that's why i love this watch oh thank it's you such man. a great looking watch thank you man and it goes with anything anything and everything god damn what a nice watch but yeah so i want to get i'm gonna get my dad a roly when i can yeah and pay him back for tuition yes and so they bitch. but that that's the reason why it's it's because it's a great job and it's deservedly a respected profession. Yeah, until your son quits yeah. and you're fucking out $120,000 because yeah. asshole has a dream. Yeah. Okay. It was, look, now I, the dream paid off. The dream is paid off. Give them their money back. Oh, it's coming. It's coming for yeah. sure. And the watch. And the watch for sure. Get bonus. me a watch too. I got you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this doesn't hurt that much. There's no speed master, I promise. Yeah, that don't hurt this much either. <laughs> uh, all right, listen, we got questions. Uh, Chuckle fucker oh, 808. Oh, God. God what, what a hacky it's gonna, name. It's going to be. <laughs> would you perform at a college again after what happened at Columbia? A thousand percent. I have. Yeah. They've been great. Georgia Tech was the last one I did. Thank you, Georgia Tech. For and that. they love you now because they know, they know what you are. Yeah. You know what I say when I do shows at clubs sometimes or certain venues? I go, tell them it's an R rated show. Mm -hmm. I've done X rated too. I go, tell them it's X rated. Because then I go out there and I'm just kind of dirty. Yeah. They're like, oh, that was fine. Yeah. But when you put them in this, when you put them in the right frame of mind, when you say, "Hey, you might get offended. If you're easily offended, you don't want to go to that." They go, "No, I'm fine." You put when they hear something offensive, it doesn't hurt them. It's all when you tell them you have to be offended, you have to act, you have to react. They freak out. Yeah, they're little victims. Yep. Take away that bullshit. And they'll be able to be fine. Remind them that they're people and that they've heard all this shit before in some variation. It'd be okay. But yeah, this is going to be a thousand terrible. percent. I'll go back to a college. If you're a booker, chuckle fucker, holler at me. Big Ben Cock 69. Not going to be a good question. No, no. Maybe. I, I say no. What are, your, what are your takes on the nuances between Israel and Palestine? Oh, <laughs> this is actually very close. How does writing for the Oscars differ from writing for the White House correspondent dinner? Oh, 
Uh, that was a good question. That's a great question. From Big Ben Cox 69. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of the a lot of the process is a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the process is the same in that uh, you're throwing you're throwing jokes at a a, a very respected comedian. Yeah. Uh, the Oscars was a bit longer, and you know, one you're talking about movies that no one will care about in one year. And the other one you're crying about journalists that well, no one in will one care. year, <laughs> yeah, months. <laughs> no no one's seen none of the Oscar movies we care about that year. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> no one cares. But, uh, but it, it's the 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 White House Correspondents Dinner. Wh- I wrote on Hussins. Yeah, it was like his kingmaker. Like he, I think that was one of the biggest things he did in his career that made him from like, you know, a guy on The Daily Show to almost a household name because right. he went after a lot of. He called Steve Bannon a Nazi. You know, that was, uh, I think, uh, David Angelo's joke. Um, with Chris, I wrote on the 2016 Oscars with Chris, that was, you know, 20 of us in a room, like this big conference table. He's pacing around, and uh, his two head writers, uh, Chuck Sklar and John Max, uh, they're, like, holding court, and we're just throwing shit at him, you know, that we write the night before. And it was a process is a lot longer and uh, uh, a lot easier with the... With, I was very lucky again. You know, I was writing for Chris in the moment when that was when the Oscars were so white. Right. That was when there was no black nominees. Uh, much right. hasn't changed, but yeah. that was that year when he was hosting. Yeah. And it was at th- when, when I heard that there was no black nominees and Chris was hosting, I was like, oh, like, I should just close my notebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, He's got it, you know? Yeah. And uh, uh, he, I, he felt the pressure of like, like this is my moment. This yep. is, I, I'm the, this is like yeah. the perfect. How hilarious is that that was no uh, black people. He was the only black person he was hosting. And then years later, there was all black. It was all black and he got slapped <laughs> yeah, by a black up. person. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> is that crazy? It came full circle. Like that's the I thing. mean. The simulation is real, man. It's like you want, hey, you know what? When it was all white, it was just a little nice dinner. <laughs> and you made it, and then you made it fucking. Uh, With the BET Awards. You made, yeah, you made it the BET Awards. Fucking Suge Knight was in the crowd. You got slapped, motherfucker. Isn't that crazy? It came full circle, man. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> but it was short answer. comedy jam. <laughs> <laughs> Where was Voss? <laughs> it became a. It, I wrote for the Oscars. <laughs> he did, they yeah. gave me a basket. We, yeah. It, that I was, still have massage coupons. He was man. He he made my expectations so high for those massage baskets. Oh, you didn't get shit. No, we didn't get shit. That was the year they also cut all the fucking pro, like award like baskets for everybody. Yeah, we didn't get you shit. know why? Because fucking stupid boss. No, because <laughs> they they they're hypocrites. Mm. There's, you know they're like you shouldn't get any. Why do you need? Shut your mouths. Stop trying to help the homeless. Give some money somewhere. Give me my free $20,000 worth of shit. Yeah, and get a Rolex for nothing. Yeah. Now you get nothing. Nothing. Because you, you now you have to live by your own rules, you dumb fucking actors. We're sitting in a, I remember the, the writer's room that night of was like, maybe like, the, the table was like this big. We were just cramped together, sitting by a hotline, sweating, drinking a bottle of tequila, just yeah. waiting. Yeah, a couple years before that, you would have been. You had a Fendi bag. Yeah, that was. You had sneakers. I missed the prime time, but yeah. whatever, it was a great time. Sloppy seconds. Uh oh. Do you have any interesting, interesting write? Do you have any interest in writing for another sketch show or late night? I would definitely like. I well, after you know, during pandemic, my my I had a writing job. I was writing for a little late with Lily Singh, which was a combination late night sketch show. Yeah. And that was a 
a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, the show got canceled, and uh, uh, but so you're a go-to writer now. People go to you to hire you. I I was very fortunate at the time that uh, my new manager made a call, and they didn't even know I was available. Right. And I was I've been available. I've been on strike for like three years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so they called me, and I was like, "Yes, I would love to do that." And they ended up being writing, writing a lot of sketches. Yeah, and that was so much fun. Because I learned from Mike and from the show where I was an update writer on SNL, but just observing like how they wrote in their process right. and seeing how a stand-up takes, because Che is a bona fide stand-up, sure. so seeing how he takes a joke from stand-up and turns it into a sketch, like I applied that same kind of methodology to writing sketches on Lily Singh, yeah. and I was the only stand-up on that show. And so it was like so much fun to, to see how I could take my stand-up and turn that into a joke that turned into a, a sketch, you know? Now, there's another question uh, from uh, so, yes. Rage Against the Creatine. <laughs> I, I hate <laughs> I hate all of you. Um, were any of the sketches or jokes you wrote for SNL that you really liked that didn't get on? Uh, again, like, I wrote on Update, uh, and so there were, I got very few jokes on on Update for Che. Uh, that's probably why I'm he not. he doesn't like you. Probably. That's yeah, why probably, he doesn't answer the phone, and he fired you. <laughs> that's probably why I'm not in the show anymore. Yeah, he but, fired you. He got you fired. It, yeah. I mean, I heard that he's the guy that hires and fires people. No, that's that, he hired and fired me. <laughs> I heard he fired you. I heard I, this is what I heard. Oh shit! I heard he actually gave you cancer. Uh-huh. <laughs> he thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was funny, and then he fired you yes. when you got your when you got cancer free. Yeah. If you kept the cancer, he was going to keep you, but because you got you don't need rid it. of it. Can't be so lucky, man. Yeah. Keeps keeps me balanced. Ah. But uh, uh, I don't remember a lot of jokes that bombed and did not make it to air. I do remember. I remember. And this is hat tip to Norm when uh I, I aped one of his uh joke styles. He had a he has his joke style goes, eh? eh? Yeah. I wrote a joke about um the cat lady, the lady, the socialite billionaire who spent all of her money on surgeries to look like a cat has declared bankruptcy. Worse, she looks like a cat. <laughs> that joke like did well in dress. But did not make it to a rehearsal. It didn't. No, I mean, it did not make it to air. But yeah. that joke, when I was when I wrote that, I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking funny. And it was yeah. like, it was a shout out to Norm. Does that kill you when it doesn't make it? No, it's you know, again, like numbers game. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I, you're getting the same check. You're there to write shit. Yeah, it, okay. it, it took. I mean, it's like TikTok. Yes, it still hurts. Like from ah, they didn't like it, whatever. But right. you know, it is at the end of the day just a numbers game and. uh at that point in the show, I already knew I wasn't coming back. Like, I could just tell the yeah. vibe. Like, I had gotten very few on. And they, were got, they were actually firing you to hire Rosebud. Yes. Wasn't that a case? <laughs> Shout out, Rosie. Uh, but, yeah, it was uh, the feeling of not getting something on, like, it died very quickly because I, I wasn't getting a lot on. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, to answer that question, that cat joke, I, I, love, I love that joke. Uh, I don't remember the exact verbiage of it, but, yeah, that was it. Verbiage. Verbiage. V e r b i a g e. There you go. Twist. Remember to you. I mean, you. Here's the thing. You're very smart, mm-hmm. but the common sense is a little fucking low on you. Well, I mean, who makes you, a who makes a fucking twist off pen? I don't know. Good pen people. <laughs> yeah. So you don't lose the cap. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're Let right. Let me see that pen. You don't deserve. Sorry, it. it's all sweaty and gross. Great pen. Listen. <laughs> it's been in my ears. I'm glad you came on, dude. Thank you very much, man. Uh, I'm serious. I'm glad for all your success. Thank you, man. I love seeing the young bucks come up, uh, and 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 pop out. It means a lot that. You 
appreciate that. I do, man. Yeah. It's not. I mean, you know, uh, I think it's it's great when I see you motherfuckers and you you you're busting you here every night the way we used to do it every single night, late night, rolling in, doing your spot, going somewhere else, and then when you see you know you're selling out theaters and you're popping off and uh, and you you you're kicking ass. It, it, I love it. I, Thank I, you very much. You're man. keeping you're keeping comedy alive, and you keep you guys are all keep, you're making. You you keep in stand up comedy the way it should be. Yes, that's the that's the ultimate goal. Uh, beyond you know theaters and all that kind of shit is to contribute something to the art. As corny as that sounds, I mean it sounds gay. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, you should let me end it. I was, I mean, you got to make it real. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Bobby. Go ahead. Let's reset. Reset. <laughs> Anyways, listen, you come see me live. We're going to give you your stuff at the end. RobertKellyLive.com. I'm at, uh, I'm all over the place. Uh, Comedy Mothership. I mean, this might already be done by then. But just go to, I'm at the Boston, the Boston Comedy Festival. I'm doing a run in Ohio. I got all kinds of dates up there. Go to my website and go to LouisCK.com. Buy my special kill box. The audio version is available everywhere. You can buy the audio version on Apple everywhere uh, on, on LouisCK.com. Also, ComicRebels.com. Get your regs. Get your YKWD. Get your fuck the check spot shirt. It's all at ComicRebels.com. Use code word Ladybug and you get 20% off. If you're going to buy some of the stuff, wear it to my shows and I'll give you a big fat hug at the end of the show. Guaranteed. Make sure you check out where you're going to be. What's your... What's your uh, Please watch my special. It's called Lucky Lefty or I Lost My Right Nut and All I Got Was a Stupid Special. It's on YouTube. That's the full title. <laughs> a long title, but yes. I like it. Lucky Lefty. Lucky Lefty. If you're, if you're slow. <laughs> and then I will be... I go back on the road in June. I'll be in Houston, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Get your tickets. It's going to sell out. And then I'm announcing a theater tour at the beginning of June. I'll be doing everywhere from London to New York City uh, and a bunch of West Coast everywhere in uh, from June to December. So and just know this. While you're watching him kill on stage, one of his nuts is a Cadbury egg. Yes. You know could. that. <laughs> Can you please read these while my, my crew gets... Get ready, guys. What are the words we learned today? Confounding. Confounding. Vitriol. Vitriol. Anecdotally. Anecdotally. Verbiage. Verbiage. And China. And China. <laughs> Guys, give you plugs. We got Max Marcus Comedy. Jokes Russell on Instagram and The Cheese Show on YouTube. Follow me at, at Mike B. Suarez. At Danny Brath on Instagram. Guys, that's the Tizzy Three and the Mush. These guys are here every week helping this show happen. So please follow them on all their social media. Support them when you see them live. And, of course, support my uh, guest today who is kicking ass and he's got one nut. So uh, we'll see you guys next week on You Know What, Dude? Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. You've been listening to the YKWD Podcast. Thanks for listening. Now go back to your shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. Shitty jobs.